What's up, metiches? So I know y'all are probably like, damn, this bitch is recording yet another one. Yes, the fuck I am. Today is so exciting for me. I have briefly mentioned that I am getting my doctorate in education. Yes, I am a fucking forever student. Deal with it. But I haven't really talked about what the fuck I'm doing (laughs) in this program. But let me start off by saying that I'm so excited today because this summer I took my last class as far as like content goes. So part of the doctoral program I'm in, you take classes where you're actually learning shit, you know, like um, this summer I took qualitative research. So it was supposed to show me the foundation, the basics of different forms of qualitative research and the term before that I took a quantitative class so that one's on collecting data to put into like numbers and shit like that and then how you analyze it or whatever and all the classes have been content heavy where you're learning things you're learning theories you're learning how to do shit and then you submit fucking papers every week there's this dumbass discussion board post that we gotta be involved in and it's a lot of tedious work and some of it is feels like busy work like these discussion board posts at the end of the day regardless of the type of assignment for me each term was stressful towards the end and towards the end of every week when I was waiting for the grade so I get in my head a lot I can seem very bold and very assertive and confident, but when it comes to academics, I am not confident at all. Not at all. And this program has been a whirlwind of emotions because, one, I didn't think I was going to even be admitted. There's a whole interview process. There's an essay submission thing. Luckily, there was not a GRE, like a test requirement, because I'm fucking terrible at tests. So I had to submit some answers to some questions so that they can gauge my writing skills. And then there was an interview that I had to do through Zoom where they were asking me about what I want to do my research in. And the whole time I'm in my head about who I was when I was kicked out of NIU and just, I still haven't developed that confidence in my academic self. So every week I had to submit a paper and do a discussion board post for the last over two years now. And every fucking time I would submit something not so much the discussion boards, but more so the papers. I was like, I'm about to fail. I'm about to get an F. They're about to tell me that I don't know how to do shit. And every quarter when I'm waiting for this grade, I'm like, fuck, bitch. Like, I'm about to get kicked out. This was it. We had a good run. Because with this program, the lowest grade you can get is a B. Only A's and B's, y'all. That's it. If you get a C, you got to retake this shit. So to say that I have made it 
past all the content classes, I'm so fucking proud of myself. I am shooketh that I've made it this far. I started the program in 2019. And that first year, I my grandfather got sick and he passed away. And that was like... I mean, I, y'all heard my... And if you haven't heard my episode, then go back and hear it. It was really hard. So for me to navigate school, navigate work, survive the fucking pandemic. That was also the first time that I taught, that I was formally teaching in the college setting. Well, in general, I never fucking taught anybody formally. So I there was a lot of firsts for me for that year. And since then, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't gotten worse, but it hasn't been easy. And even now, with just focusing on my dissertation, I'm still a little nervous because at this point, it's my work. This is what is going to carry my name. I'm hoping that it gets published. I'm planning on having it be published in a book so that my last name, my family's last name can leave a legacy. My fiance and I were talking about financial wealth and generational wealth and I'm really into reading y'all like I love reading I my refuge growing up has always been in books always I when I first started reading it was a lot of fictional stuff and I really leaned into Harry Potter all of JK Rowling's Harry Potter books and when I was going through rough times growing up at home and then getting bullied at school I always sought refuge in Hogwarts and now that I'm older and I'm reading all these other different books I I read a lot of personal development books I am actually listening to an audiobook I'm still trying to get used to this audiobook format because I'm listening alone for reading as a modality is not my thing. But I'm listening to... I'm going to have to look it up now because I forgot. But look for it on my Instagram. I will share. Actually, I shared it this week. But it's a, it's, it's a really heavy topic. It's about the racism in the U.S. So I try to read on my own or listen to audiobooks to teach me about the history of this country because I don't know shit about fuck about the history of this country. I don't really give a fuck about the presidents per se. I give more fucks about the president's decisions because it explains a lot of the shit that we're still dealing with today. So I am trying to find time to learn about stuff on my own. Going back to my dissertation topic. So the dissertation is a long ass fucking paper. Long ass paper. And it's important for me because there are not a lot of Latinx scholars out there. In this whole doctoral program, I have not had a single Latinx professor. I've been lucky to have black professors. Everyone else has been white. 
So as we're reading through literature, learning about different topics and theoretical frameworks, it's been a lot of white folks that I've been reading after. So for me, it's really important that I produce a high quality dissertation because I want my fucking name out there, y'all. I want my last name out there so that generations to come or even my cousins, whoever, if and when they decide to get their doctorate or go to their master's or are in higher ed, they can find this article with their last name on it. Or even other Latinx folks out there so that they see a Latino, Latina name that they can say in Espanol and feel like they are well represented in the field. It is so fucking hard out here to be writing about diversity, equity, inclusion related topics and all the shit that you keep finding is fucking white people saying some, some something, you know? So as I'm reading through literature, my topic is focused heavily under the economic sector. So of course you're gonna have a bunch of white folks talking about their money and why other people can't get money because we're doing it wrong. They're not recognizing how hard it's been for us to even get to this fucking country and then when you get here, you're never good enough. They're always moving the fucking, the line. They're always moving the flag. They're always moving the end goal. So as I'm reading through all this shit, it's like, oh, well, people need to learn how to manage their money. Parents need to learn how to talk to their kids about going to school and this and that. But they don't recognize that if you were lucky enough to be raised in a two-parent household, you're probably having two parents working. Why? because of inflation because shit's fucking expensive so our parents couldn't afford for one person to go to work and the other one to stay home and be a caregiver and if that was the case you were probably in a house of like 14 15 people so your parent that was at home probably could not give you that individual holistic care that you needed So when I was in my master's, I was learning about parenting styles. I got my master's of education in youth development from UIC. And I'm still trying to find this fucking article, but I can't find it anymore. But there was different parenting styles and there was one that resonated with me. And it was called like the middle class parenting style. And the idea was basically that the parent comes home from work. And if one of the kids did something wrong, all of the kids get blamed for it. So instead of the one kid that did something wrong getting reprimanded, the entire crew gets reprimanded. And it's because the parents been at work all day. When they get home, they're frustrated, they're tired. They probably still have shit to do, like cook clean and figure out the fucking mess of the day. So they don't have the energy, they don't have the bandwidth or the time to sit down and have a conversation with the child to see what they did, why did they do it, and help them navigate through the whole issue so that the one young person understands what they did wrong and they can learn from it. 
So what they do is that the parent ends up making an example of that one young person and reprimands the entire squad. So that way they can prevent the other kids from doing the same shit. It's fucked up, but it is reality. And that resonated with me because that's what the fuck I was raised through. Not saying it was wrong. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that it is what it was. That's what it was. So when I'm reading through these scholarly articles is what they like to call it. People are telling us like, this is what's happening. And then at the end, it's like, well, this is how it should be, you know? And it's like, okay, cool. But like, what fucking privileges were you raised through? What privileges do you currently have? Where you feel comfortable saying this shit. It would have been fucking great to have been raised in a house where my parents could have sat down and been like, Flor, mija, why are you so sad today? How was it at school? Don't let the kids talk shit to you like that. You know, like, it would have been nice to have more of an emotional support. But we didn't have the fucking time for that, y'all. We didn't have the time. I have three sisters, three younger sisters. I'm the oldest from my parents' marriage. I have my older brother that lived with us for a while. And for my childhood, my mom didn't work the entire time. But when I got into like seventh or eighth grade, she started working at the elementary school that I was at. She was a crossing guard. My dad has worked my entire life. He's always been doing something with his hands he worked for the railroad for a long time and if he's listening to him yes i hear you saying fuck the railroad i got you pa got you from there that shit didn't work out he ended up working as a construction worker and now he's doing demolition work and i am very proud of my dad because he has never fucking complained about this work and i still remember where he would come home take his steel toe boots steel toe boots off and he would show us his hands and be like do you see these hands and they would be all dirty full of gallos cut up dry as fuck and he would say i want you guys to go get an education because i don't want you guys to have these hands so i try real hard not to fucking complain about shit But the reality is that the school system was not made for people like me. It was not made for people that are creative thinkers, critical thinkers, that are not going to just sit down and bow down to teachers and just listen to them because they got this fucking title. I've never been like that. I have always been a person that learns more through engaging in conversation and being able to question things. I try to connect all content to my lived experiences because that's the way that I learn. If it makes sense, if I can place it into my life or into an experience or a vicarious experience, I'm able to make sense of things and that's how I learn. I can't just sit there and try to fucking memorize shit and then regurgitate it. I'm just not a recorder. I'm not a fucking recorder. So having to memorize things and say them out loud to teachers or just agree with them because they said that something is so it's law I never did well in that shit ever 
So when I'm reading through these articles, through this literature, it's really hard for me to just sit there and read and give the scholar their respect just because they have some initials at the back of their name. Because as I'm reading through things, I'm reading through the frameworks and my lens is coming from a lens of a minoritized person. It's, it's coming from a lens of a person that's been minoritized their entire life because of their, their name being in Spanish, their ethnicity, their skin tone, the school system that they grew up in, the neighborhood that through, they grew up through, their citizenship status, all of that shit. So it's rough, y'all. It's really fucking rough. And it, and it fucking sucks that we have to sit here and cite these people in our dissertations. But I will say that representation is is definitely coming through. Not every single person that I've cited has been white or a white man for that. A lot of my professors have been really good at providing us literature of BIPOC. So if y'all don't know what BIPOC is, it is Black Indigenous People of Color. And y'all can look that up. So there are a lot of professionals out here in the world doing pivotal work. And I'm just sitting here like, there was a point in time where the people, these BIPOC scholars that I'm citing, that while they were doing their work, they legit could only cite white folks. And that shit is sad. It's fucking sad. It's fucking sad, but it's also empowering because they're creating change. They're, they're being the change that they wanted to see. They navigated through the system and were resilient through these fucking systems that were not made for us. And now people like me are able to cite them and that will continue on. There will be people like me that will be citing me and my cohort. My entire cohort, the vast majority, are BIPOC. A lot of us are first-generation college students. And this first-generation label never goes away, y'all. It never does. So I am happy. I am very proud that I've made it this far. My dissertation is focusing on whether socioeconomic status or class, I'm using that term interchangeably, whether that influences Latinx undergraduate students' career aspirations. In short, what I'm trying to figure out is when our students go to college and they say, I'm going to be a psychology major, or I'm going to be a criminal justice major, or I'm going to be an education major, or whatever fucking major they want to do, I want to know what the fuck played into that decision. Was it their school? Was it mom? telling them like mija eres bien burra para la matemática maybe you should go into education or maybe you should just go into psychology or whatever I want to know what it was because in my role as an advisor I've had several students that are majoring in one thing but they're dreaming about something completely different totally unrelated and one is never going to connect to the other So I'm hoping that my dissertation gets in the hands of educators, regardless of grade, regardless of 
level so that people can read these testimonies and they can see the shit that our young people have to navigate today. The criticisms, the critiques that we're getting from our own parents, from our cousins, our tias toxicas, our teachers. I've had a handful of good teachers, but I've had a lot of fucked up teachers too. And the fucking yelling. Man, the elementary school I went to, they would fucking yell so goddamn much. Like, I just can't. I, I, I genuinely do not like to be around yelling topic for another day but I want my dissertation to be a platform to provide a little glimpse of lived experiences of our young people so that we can be more helpful and more empowering and provide more hope so that if our young people are wanting to be president or entrepreneurs or they want to be doctors or lawyers or whatever the fuck they want to do that we're not solely focusing on their deficits we're focusing on their assets so that we can make them feel comfortable to grow in their deficits instead of saying mija you don't even like to read you don't know how to write no sentence in english Focus more on, well, you really fucking love to argue, so yeah, maybe you should be a lawyer. Let's sit down and strengthen your writing skills. Let's sit down and strengthen your reading skills. Stop buying your young people iPads and fucking video games. Buy them some goddamn books. If you're gonna get them an iPad, get it for reading. Reading is fundamental. If you start buying books for your young people, written by authors that look like them, that speak their fucking language, trust me, they will read them. They will read these books. And if you get them in the habit of reading now, once they get to high school and college, reading is going to be that much easier. And you're keeping them entertained in safe spaces. So that's what my dissertation is going to be about. I am interviewing probably like 8 to 10 Latino identifying students in Illinois from different schools. And primero Dios, I will be done in June of 2023. So this is a big deal for me, y'all, because all these graded assignments, all that shit is over. It's done. It's over. Over with. Because that shit was burning a hole in my soul. So now it's just all writing. All dissertation writing. So you will probably hear more content about this dissertation writing. And that is all. What y'all think? Send me a voice note. I really love voice notes. And I've only gotten one so far. And it is unrelated to this topic. But I will use it in a future segment but you know who you are i got your voice note and i really appreciate that feedback i do listen to them y'all so please 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 make sure you're sending me those voice messages please 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 share this podcast if you feel like it's gonna resonate with somebody and make sure that you are leaving reviews if you're listening on spotify or apple podcasts 
I actually have it on Amazon Music now or Anchor. Make sure you're leaving the review. Leave some stars. And check out my socials at llc.eeconsulting. Or you can find me at Esperanza Equity Consulting, LLC. Adios, metiches. Catch y'all next time. Welcome to Como La Flor Con Flor. If you love listening to this podcast as much as I love making it, please consider dropping a little donation. And if you ain't got the funds, that's cool. I would really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with a friend, a family, a fellow metiche, you know, one of them folks, or anyone that you think would resonate with the content that I've been creating. Saludos, se me cuidan y se lo lavan.